1: Have a traffic tip? Call WWL at 504-260-INFO.
0: Thank you, Courtney. I'm Ian Ozan, WWL First News. Now back to Tommy Tucker on WWLAMFMN.com.
1: Thank you. It's my favorite time of week, 909. We put behind the cares of the world, the worries, the things we've talked about seriously all week. And join our friend Ian McNulty, who covers eating and drinking for NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune, the New Orleans Advocate, States-Item, you name it, he writes for him. <coughs>
0: Welcome, Ian. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's a mouthful. But as I tell people, uh, you can just say the paper, you know? And sometimes the, pap- the paper is online for people. Sometimes the paper actually hits their stoop. Sometimes the paper is, you know, what they see on social media. But anyway, glad to be here with you. And I do beg to differ. I think that matters of food and drink are weighty indeed. They do You've eaten weigh of them. on me and... Yeah, various parts of my body. Yeah. Enough of it, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you this: uh, before we get to Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, and uh, yeah. some celebrations and Chinese food and all that, I had a Brennan's Bananas Foster King Cake, and I thought it was delicious, decadently delicious. Mm-hmm. However, thirty-five um, bucks. Wow, <laughs> that's a heavy lift, isn't it?
0: Y- yes 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 you uh, you're right on all counts i've had Man. that it is delicious and you know i've been eating a lot of king cake uh since uh, january 6th and uh i have to say you know it, they're they, they run the gamut but uh but these days uh, the, the the price increase is real uh Man. some of these king cakes that you see that are just look so irresistible they're fantastic uh but you know, if this is the thing you're bringing to the office every day, yeah, it's going to add up. I mean, the, we're talking. You know these are it, it's it's a it's a different order of king cake though. You know, the the standard, uh, you know, your grocery store king cake, your the the king cake that's emulating the old Mackenzie's model. You know, the plain thing. I mean, it's a brioche ring with powdered sugar on it. Excuse me, granulated sugar on it. It's not expensive. Shouldn't be expensive. Doesn't have to be expensive. When you start adding. French chocolate and sea salt and caramel and handmade, instead of a plastic baby, a, a handmade collectible item that is going to, you know, go on your desk and remind you of well, calories past. Hopefully, and, if it, you don't eat it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, then, you know, yeah, it becomes more expensive. It becomes more akin to, like, I'm going to a specialty bakery and buying a cake for somebody's birthday. I mean, that's, you would expect to pay... something like that for a cake like that. You know what? That's what we're talking about.
1: That is a great point you just made, Ian McNulty, because let me tell you, I picked up uh, Brennan's um, Bananas Foster, and I also picked up, it's a long story, Saluto's Cookies, I think is the name of it. They make like a fig cookie king cake. And when I was in Mm. grammar school, I went to school with a girl named Gina Saluto, whose dad had a shop. And I don't know if it's the same people or not, but I had a crush on her like you wouldn't believe. But anyway, so I got the king cake returning to current day. I tell a story like much like Quentin Tarantino in a nonlinear manner. Uh, returning to current day, I froze that king cake because it was just too much because I was stuffing my face with the banana fosters. And I guess I'll get back to that. First of all, if you freeze the king cake as it comes packaged, you'll probably be okay? Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I, I think I king didn't cake like that. is
0: best. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm not a fan of freezing a king cake. Uh, that's, that's, well, now, uh, now I
1: feel as though you think less of me for some reason.
0: <laughs> that's impossible. I couldn't right. possibly think less of you. Okay. No. Uh, no, I, I, king cakes are for for the moment. They're for the moment. They're not with us that long. There's a limited window in the season for it. If you don't feel like you can finish the king cake, cut it up and share it with other people. That's what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I I've got you know when I'm really hitting stride over here in season, when I'm really like, you know, shifted into gear, I might have three, four king cakes at a time, you know, rolling through the house, and uh, you know I I try them all. I don't eat the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I cut them up and give them to various neighbors and coworkers and. Uh, you know, old, the Pied Piper of shared King Cake over here disemboweled people. Well, sure, if I was uh, expensing
1: I it, I would too, but there's, you know, 70 yeah. bucks out of my own I'm, pocket for pocket for
0: these two things. This is the public service, Tommy, yeah. okay? Don't make it sound like it's anything not than of the vital public service of right. providing.
1: Let me talk to you about a couple of things I see here, King Cake-wise, <laughs> since we're talking about it. Bobca King Cake. Bobca yeah. Nutella King Cake. You don't want to show up with lesser bobka King Cake, do you?
0: Oh, my God, this thing is dangerous, Tommy. And and this falls under the category of there's there's king cake, there's traditional king cake, there's sort of far-out king cake, and then there are these confection creations that king cake purists will look at and say, that's not king cake. Uh, And this probably falls under that category. And I don't care because it is delicious, it is shaped like a king cake, it is carnival season, and if anybody puts that thing anywhere near arm's reach for me, I am grabbing a piece. Let me take a step Uh,
1: back for a second. For people that don't know, other than a Seinfeld episode, Seinfeld uh, educated me uh, two ways with baked goods. One, babka, the other, black and white cookies, which is really a New York delicacy, which I love if you find a good black and white cookie. The other being babka. For people that don't know, what is that?
0: Uh, It comes from the Jewish baking tradition, and it's basically chocolate bread. You know, it's a sweetened bread, not sweet bread, (laughs) savory time, but uh, it's a a bread that's laced and swirling with chocolate. Uh, You can do it all kinds of different ways, of course, but that's the traditional way. And uh, when you cut into it, you see this sort of, uh, you know, like fine Italian marble has this like veining and tracing of lines. That's that's what it looks like, but with chocolate. And so when you bite in, you're getting a different angle on chocolate at every different nibble and bite of it. Just delicious. Uh, it's one of those things that is you know ostensibly dessert, <laughs> but, but it's like a comfort food thing that you could have any time of day. And the reason we're talking about it is because there are. Uh, babka King Cakes out there. The first one I ever saw was at Shia Restaurant. Uh, they still do that. Um, and now Shia has a spinoff restaurant in the North Shore in Covington called Tavi. Uh, and they are serving uh, the, their Babka King Cake up there, too. So it's in Covington and Uptown. And then Saba, long story, but this is the, Saba is the restaurant started by Alon Shia, who's no longer part of Shia Restaurant. Uh, he, Saba Restaurant also has a Babka King Cake. Uh, that they're serving by the slice in the restaurant there, Saba. But the one that we started talking about is a new one uh, that captured my attention. This is from IU Bakehouse. That's A-Y-U, pronounced like Bayou. Mm-hmm. It's on Frenchman Street, just past all the clubs, a uh, location. Some people will remember from the old days when it was Santa Fe Restaurant, the original location of Santa Fe Restaurant, right there by the square on Frenchman Street. Uh, Frenchman Street, of course, is the nightlife area. This is a place, IU Bakehouse, that's sort of lighting up the morning over there. Uh, really, really great small batch artisan bakery, I mean, just small. Like things are coming out of – the king cakes are coming out of the oven like three or four at a time. And they're doing a babka king cake over there with Nutella, and it's just out of this real good. Uh, their traditional king cake is also very good. And they have, again, file this under, that's not a king cake, uh, a savory muffalata king cake. <laughs> so you can get, all, get you can cover a lot of ground there.
1: Is that on a? Is the dough different? Because I'm looking at it, and I'm wondering how the how is that different? Is how is it different than eating a muffaletta with a hole in the middle?
0: No, um, not. Okay. Uh, well, it, it's not stuffed. It, you know, there, that, that would be. I've had I've had I've had king cake before. Savory king cake that was basically a, a ring of dough sliced open like a gigantic, See, like that. you know, donut-shaped loaf, yeah, and then like, I don't like that up meats. Yeah. No. Well, that's, that's I mean, a sandwich. That's, okay, that, it it is. It's delicious. It's shaped like a king cake. It's kind of the theme. You put this out at a party, which I've done one time, and people slice it up and it's like just a funner like a more fun version of like finger sandwiches or mini muffaladas. Yeah, look,
1: it's a king cake shape. Yeah. If you don't stuff it, you're cheating. At least that's where <laughs> I like cakes.
0: Yeah. So this 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 king cake we're talking about here from IU Bakehouse is uh it's basically a whole loaf that's studded with the olive salad and the meats and the cheese, so uh, it's not really a sandwich so much as, like, uh, think about, it, like, a, an enormous breadstick <laughs> that's round and, like, shot through with all the muffled ingredients.
1: Somebody it in this whole king cake thing is so out of control. I don't know if they meant that in a negative way or a positive way, but it really is amazing how each and every year it seems as though king cakes get uh, bigger, and bigger and bigger and bigger, or at least the market for them and, and the product gets bigger and bigger each year, a lot more variety every year.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I I think this this goes back a ways, you know, probably I think this has been growing for at least 10, 12 years, it seems now. Uh, It really hit stride a few years back. Uh, Yeah, this is their king cake burnout. I hear it from people, you know, and then that that sends them running right back to the arms of the traditional king cakes. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of those out there. I had a great one the other day from Loretta's Authentic Pralines. It's a praline icing on top. So again, maybe not 100% traditional, Mm. you know, praline icing, a little ring of praline, crushed praline candy running through it. Mm. Uh, But you cut into it and it is like the traditional king cake. Uh, Another one, uh, brand new. one. see, this is the thing. For for everyone who's making these new kind of out of this world king cakes, uh, others are just refining the craft and like zeroing in on the traditional one. And there's one at, this is a place we've talked about before the Larder, which is a market and in deli and in Metairie uh, on vets, not far from Causeway. Uh, and again, it's a small batch. They're not churning out hundreds and hundreds of King cakes a day. Uh, so very limited availability, but the Larder kin cake that I had uh, was traditional, uh, basically, you know, giant cinnamon roll and fantastic. Cause it had this crunchy ridges running along the top that just captured uh, the cream cheese icing, like uh, like like, rises in the landscape, catching uh, drafts of snow on a winter day. I mean, it's just this a thing of beauty. And you bite in, and it's that crunch of the surface, and then this sort of tiger stripe interior of cinnamon running through it. Uh, just real, real good. And as
1: um, as but, you say yeah. that, Ian McNulty, somebody texts in, it ain't nothing but a cinnamon roll. <laughs> wow. Right.
0: Well. Wow. Yeah, and that person has a point. Hey, let me get, have to, a point.
1: get to this text. I like to bring the audience in, you know, that 504-260-1870, Jeweler talking text line. You got any questions for Ian McNulty? Is there any place in town to get a good black-and-white cookie?
0: Ooh, well, the last time I had a black-and-white cookie was brought down by somebody from New York. And uh, it was so. the
1: same thing. Well, somebody brought some down for me one time, and it was – out of this world, delicious, good, not like you get in a package that, you know, you can find some delis that have them here and so forth. Do you know of anybody that makes fresh black and white cookies?
0: I would like to hear about it if there are, because I've, I've, not, I've not come across that yet. Well, by
1: gosh, if somebody does, we'll hear about it when we come back. 504-260-1870. The one, the only, Ian McNulty, our guest. It is uh, Lunar New Year on Sunday, the year of the rabbit. Ian, the best line ever. David Letterman had about lunar new year do you remember what it was no and no, it no. goes back to when people were writing checks he says it's the year of the dog and i'm still writing the year of the snake on my checks which i thought was brilliant and i use that line every year in tribute to him 921 back in a flash Ian mcnulty's our guest on wwl 927 our favorite time of week talking to Ian mcnulty about eating and drinking in a crescent city and que- in the surrounding area of course you got any questions Five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. I'll pass them along, Ian. Let's talk about Lunar New Year and some of the things that are going around, are going on rather around town in relation to that.
0: Yeah, sure. That's uh, Sunday, January twenty second is the Lunar New Year in the Vietnamese community. It's known as Tet, and uh, it's the year of the Rabbits. Uh, so David Letterman can adjust his check rating right. for <laughs> your joke before the breakup. that right. well, was his uh, joke. And... To be clear, Ralph uh, well, yeah. check. This is, you know, a New Year's celebration entails a lot of things, but it brings a lot of food, and food is the way that a lot of people celebrate it and access it. And uh, the biggest one is coming up uh, not this weekend, even though it's Lunar New Year is on the 22nd, a lot of the celebrations take place in the days and weeks afterwards. Uh, the biggest one is always the Tets Best at uh, the Mary Queen of Vietnam Church where, in New Orleans East at uh, in Village de l'Est out there by Michoud. Mm-hmm. And I've been to this a few times, but uh, this time around, I, I got an interview with a deacon there, Vin Tran, and uh, he really kind of opened up what this event is about for me kind of behind the scenes, because when you go, Tommy, it's it's this big outdoor festival with these tents that set up and, and there's lots of carnival games and there's kids running helter skelter with spring silly string at everybody. And uh, there's music on this big stage and there's other tents with these like games of chance that benefit the church. And then there's food uh, and beer and there's food and that's in these, these are large tents with these big communal uh, benches and, and tables set up and, Uh, They they aren't vendors. It looks like they're vendors. There's different stations where people are cooking outside. They are all, in fact, these teams of uh, parishioners of the church Mm -hmm. uh, that represent different ministries in the church, and they're all cooking essentially uh, a mix of street food, festival food, and their own home cooking. And a lot of them will have some of the same dishes. Uh, You know, they might be pho, the, the beef noodle soup uh, at, at various booths, but they're going to be different because we all know gumbo would change from one household to the other. <laughs> and so you can sample things uh, across the board. You can see how one, one dish holds up from, from family to family, from ministry to ministry. And what I'm really excited about, because I'm definitely heading out there next weekend, I should say it's not this weekend that it occurs. The, the TEP Fest is next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and there's a story on NOLA.com with all the details about this, uh, is to find dishes that you won't really find in restaurants. Like, there are, they'll have spring rolls, they'll have the banh mi, you know, the Vietnamese sandwiches, uh, they'll have the pho. We talked about that. But uh, different soups and uh, dishes that really only come around at the festivals uh, or if you get invited to somebody's house. Uh, so lots of different stuff to dig into, and I'm excited to go out there and, and reconnect with it. And it, it is a really good, good time out there. It's, um, it's family-friendly. It's, it's free admission. It's inexpensive once you get in there. Uh, it's real different, but it all boils down to good food, music, good times, just a, you know, a New Orleans community festival. But there's other things happening, too, around the Lunar New Year, not specifically Tet, but, like, bigger idea of the Lunar New Year. Um, and there's a, another food fest coming up. It's going to be in West Wego, and this is the first weekend in February. Uh, you can find the details of this on NOLA.com also. And this is being put on by a group called NOLA Night Market. And what they do is put on these uh, these festivals around town. The last one was in Metairie at the Bonneville Boat Launch, um, and this one coming up for the Lunar New Year. Uh, first weekend in February is going to be in West Wego at the West Wego Farmers Market. And they get about, you know, anywhere from – uh, 15, 20, 25 different vendors representing all kinds of different food. Lots and lots of different Asian cuisines, uh, but but also a broader idea of that too. Like there may be Jamaican food next to Korean food, next to uh, Chinese dim sum, next to uh, Filipino cuisine. So a really broad spectrum uh, and set up for festival noshing. you know, going from vendor-to-vendor, booth-to-booth. So that's going to be the first weekend in February as a Lunar New Year celebration. And one more is uh, Miss Shirley's, Chinese restaurant. Uh, A lot of people will remember Royal China in Metairie, still open. uh, But the Lee family ran that for decades before selling it last year. And they're back. Shirley Lee and her husband Tang uh, opened a new restaurant called Miss Shirley's. on Magazine Street, right near Joey Kay's, actually in the former home of young's golden dragon a different chinese restaurant that closed now it's miss shirley's and uh from this sunday lunar new year through the end of the month they're doing a special menu of all these holiday style uh chinese dishes very traditional uh haven't had the menu yet but i've seen it and a lot of the dishes have um fun explanations of of what their significance is for the holiday you know like one dish might be for prosperity, another one for generosity, another one for uplift and forward momentum. So uh, a really fun way for, for people, you know, whether you're you're new to this idea of Lunar New Year or not, or something your family has celebrated uh, for a long time, or whether you're just exploring the idea through food, a uh, really interesting open door to check it out through food,
1: of course. I'm no Ian McNulty, but I'll tell you this. I've been looking at your some of the pictures you got here, and this balut, is that how you say it? That is the most disgusting <laughs> yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how anybody could eat this. Explain, if you will, what it is.
0: This is its a duck egg that is fertilized. Uh, so the the duck has uh, this is not an egg you crack open and see a yolk. This is an egg that has started to become a baby duck. You see a face uh, when and you crack
1: the egg open, don't you? It's,
0: yes. Yeah. It's, it's, so they have cooked this egg, uh, this uh, fertilized embryo, and you eat it, and uh, it is um, acquired taste, I would say, politely. Um, I've had them. Uh, I've not acquired the taste for them, but I know some people love them. So, you know, it's his own. Uh, but it, it, there's, there's, the flavor actually is— What does it
1: smell like? It's got to be disgusting.
0: Well, no, the, so the flavor is not as extreme as it sounds. And like, this is the kind of dish that is— Often featured on these like bizarre food shows or these like freak out like weird food shows and travel t v oh my God, I can't believe they're eating this. well, you know one person's idea of comfort food is can be another's idea of a bizarre weird food yeah. uh but the mm. the the flavor of of these things is, is it no no, it's like it's it's actually kind of like a roasted mm. chicken flavor kind of brothy. But the texture is what gets me. There is no missing that you're eating a uh, baby duck. Essentially, it's uh, it's crunchy.
1: Oh God! Oh. <laughs>
0: there might be feathers.
1: No, it'll be okay. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. okay,
0: then uh, on that note um... don't 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 let that don't let that be the representative taste that you come away with from this because uh the food out there is fantastic we're talking about chet fest they will have the they will have the blue, but they'll you know the, what I'm going for are uh some of these soups that you won't find elsewhere there's this uh sort of seafood and pork and uh a thicker noodle soup that i'm going to try to find out there there's uh, pandan waffles which are like waffles made with pandan is this flavor they come out green the waffles look green uh which is fun and it kind of carries this like floral coconut flavor along with them um there's going to be a goat curry from one uh one of the ministries out there at tet fest so lots of different delicious things to get into and i'm uh I'm, I'm, I'm packing my loose pants for that trip.
1: Yeah, somebody texted it about balut. Is that how you say it? I think so. Okay. Um, the fertilized duck egg wherein you're eating um, baby duck and you know it because of the, I believe you said the crunchy and is that is that what you said?
0: <laughs> the ones I've had have been. And the feathers. Crunchy, yes. Is it yeah.
1: cooked or raw? Somebody texted in.
0: Cooked. Yeah, they're cooked. Yeah. They're cooked. Huh. Yeah. And the way to do it up, I mean, you know, the people who really get into them, you know, they crack the top a little bit. They've got some salt and pepper and some lime, and they season it up. And, you know, like I say, that some some people would look askance at um, slurping down a raw oyster, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, line well, them up. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll knock uh, them back.
1: Uh, you think it's the same?
0: I listen. I wouldn't. I would. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't knock it till I tried it. Yeah. I tried it. I well, don't really need to have it again. Yeah,
1: I'd say bring a bucket. Um, any <laughs> final thoughts, Ian?
0: <laughs> yes, uh, I would say that uh, if you go uh, onto my Instagram page, which is Ian McNulty Nola. Or go to NOLA.com and look up the stories. You'll find a lot of appetizing uh, updates on what's happening with King Cakes, kind of a first cut at King Cake season that I've done recently. Been eating a lot of King Cakes, sharing a lot of King Cakes, not finishing them, sharing them, but trying them, devouring them, loving them, posting delicious photos of them, explaining them. Uh, And there's more details on these Lunar New Year celebrations that we talked about, including Tech Fest, which is happening next weekend. Uh, the the NOLA Night Market, a Lunar New Year celebration in West Wego, which is happening first weekend of February. And if you're one of those people who loves anything King Cake related, even if it's not King Cake, uh, check out the King Cake ice cream sandwich that's now making the rounds. Uh, I picked one up at Parkway Bakery, the po' boy shop by Bayou St. John, and it's uh, it's from New Orleans Ice Cream Company, and uh, it's going out to some restaurants now. Parkway has it. Uh, And it's basically cream cheese ice cream with a ring of meringue around it, sandwiched between what tastes like – it's puff pastry, and it kind of brings to mind, like, the traditional French king cake. And it's decorated like king cake, and there's an edible sugar baby on top, and it's delicious. And is it king cake? No. Is it tasty carnival treat? Yes. Uh, So, you know fun eating out there, and it's just fun to discover things.
1: Yeah, coming soon to a market near you, Balut King Cake. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens... Well, good luck. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Muffalata King Cake forever. Fertilized duck embryo. Not, king so cake much, not so much. Not much.
1: Okay, Thank yeah. you, Ian. Pleasure as always, my friend. Have a good weekend. Cheers.
0: cheers right.
1: Ian McNulty covers food and dining culture for the Times. Speaking Yoon. New Orleans, advocate